Subject to credit approval, see dealer for details. Call 864-662-3362 for complete program eligibility, dates, details, and restrictions. That's 864-662-3362 for this and other exclusive offers. Unstoppable solutions, unbelievable deals. Contact Pittman Heating and Air Conditioning, your hometown independent train dealer. Visit us online at PittmanAC.com. It's hard to stop a train. Granger Nissan of Anderson is not only the home of the lifetime warranty, but the winner of the 2017 and 2018 Nissan Award of Excellence. Granger Nissan is here to serve the upstate with excellent service and competitive pricing with the largest selection of Nissans in the upstate. Granger Nissan is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Granger Nissan of Anderson at 3510 Clemson Boulevard, only 25 miles from Greenville, and always online at GrangerNissanOfAnderson.com. Your podcast. Clemson is happy to announce in-store dining is open from 11 a.m. until 10 p.m. daily. You can also dine on the patio or order to go for a quick and easy pickup. Their staff has implemented extra precautions to make sure your dining experience is as health conscious and delicious as possible. Don't forget to download the Your Pie app for easy ordering and quick pickup when you're in a rush. Your Pie, 111 Earl Street, downtown Clemson and online at yourpie.com backslash Clemson. It's fresh just the way you like it. We'll see you soon at Your Pie. Relax, Tiger Town. Founders Federal Credit Union is in Clemson. Our full-service office is located on Old Greenville Highway next to Walmart Neighborhood Market, just two miles from the campus. And with four on-campus ATMs, Founders is the only financial institution you need in Clemson. Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com to see if you qualify for membership. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA and is the official credit union partner of the Clemson Tigers. It's time for the Mark Childress Show on 105.5 The Roar. Sports from a different angle with national guests and exclusive player and coach interviews. And now, Mark Childress. Welcome in to the Mark Childress Show, episode number 55. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver tonight. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Tons of college football talk tonight. Tons of NFL talk tonight. We also have Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk coming by at 725. We have Tyler Butler from Sports and Culture Sports Media coming by at 805. Going to have a good time tonight. Also, only show in the upstate of South Carolina that is simulcast over on Facebook Live. So if you guys are listening in your car, on the app, in an internet browser, go to the Roars Facebook page, go to the Mark Childress Show Facebook page, and uh, and check us out, please. Uh, we do the show here from Prong Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. Great setup here. You can participate with the show during the break. Facebook comments is a, are a very easy way uh, to get our attention and have your voice heard on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, a couple of other people to thank here in Prong Studios, it's Fax and Childress and Drew Yenser making it happen for us. And then, as always, Ramona back in Mission Control and Clemson. Couldn't do this show without you three. Really appreciate you. Again, Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. Richmond, good to have you back, man. Yes, sir. I'm sorry I missed last week. That's all right. But I'm back. We're ready to go. That's what's uh, that's what's important, and it's uh, and it's all good. All right, we're definitely going to talk some uh, Clemson football here in uh, the first segment, college football and NFL as well. Um, but I got to send a shout out. Richmond, I know you're not a big baseball guy, but I got to send a shout out to my Braves. Of course. It's a big win. Here's a statistic for you. And hey, if you're a Braves fan, 
or you just want to talk college football, NFL in general, jump in with us, 864-654-7627. Would love to hear from you. The Braves had lost the first game in a playoff series nine consecutive times before today. So it's a little bit better than the Minnesota Twins. The Minnesota Twins have lost, what, 18, 18 consecutive? <laughs> that would be the only way to make it worse. But the Braves haven't won a playoff series since 2001. Uh, they have not won the first game of a series since 2001 either. That's really hard to believe, to, to be honest with you, at the end of the day. But the Braves, man, I'm telling you, Richmond. So you're a big Cowboys fan. Yes. I'm a big Washington football team fan. It's my goal to not say Redskins today because I've said it in every other episode. Well, I'm getting there. You're already out. Well, you just said it. Yeah, I'm not counting <laughs> out. From here on out, we start now. Um, I'm a obviously big Clemson football fan, huge Clemson basketball fan. There is something about the Atlanta Braves. It just puts my stomach in a knot when they are in the postseason. And you know, I felt you like mean in I, terms of being nervous, in terms of anxious, being nervous, anxous and nervous. I mean, I felt like I had gone out and run eight or ten miles today when that game was over. Yeah. It was agonizing. You don't get agonizing. that. You don't get that way with the, your other teams that you. Follow. I do not get my, that way with my other teams that I follow, and That's I care, and it's a really big deal. But there's just a different, and I don't know if you're out there. Again, hit us in Facebook comments, or you know, give us a call. It's just something different. And I've been a Braves fan my whole life. You know, they got their one World Series. There's just so many disappointments, and I don't know what it is. I know. Well, because there's so many disappointments. And maybe that's what it is. Yes, because they had so many opportunities. That's right. Mm -hmm. Because you feel that it's coming. It's going to happen, that they're going to fall apart right here in the seventh inning or eighth inning, whatever it is. Or they're going to fall apart in the month of September. Uh, That's typically what we've seen. And unfortunately, it seems like the whole city of Atlanta – has felt that way for a long time since all of the sports organizations came to be. They've always been just ever so close. And kudos to the Braves, obviously, for at least getting one yes. World Series championship. Yes. Uh, but they had opportunities because that team was loaded oh, for oh, the know. longest time. They should have had three, at least three World Series championships. Yeah, trust me, I I definitely know. And uh, it's just something about it. And I think it's because it's been so long there have been so there have been a number of times over this run here where I think Clemson or uh, the Braves have been heavily favored and not pulled it out. They've snatched victory from the jaws of defeat or, or jaw, defeat from the jaws of victory. I guess it's uh, it's just weird. I don't know what it is, but there's that extra element, and it was painful. And I was juggling work today, so the game was on, <laughs> and I take a break, and then now we're in the tenth. There's going into extra innings. Yeah, there's no playoff game in the history ranks. of baseball that had gone past 11 innings of scoreless play until today. It was a historic. The Braves struck out 21 times today and still won one to nothing freddie freeman walk off thank you this is weird i know you're not a big baseball fan but are you like that with any of your teams is there a team that like just sticks with you or is harder to pull for or bothers you more to pull for uh than others because with me it's definitely the atlanta Braves. well for the longest time it was clemson yeah just because there was that aspect of just couldn't put everything together either had a great offense and the defense was not uh, up to par or vice versa so which it caused a situation where Mm -hmm. it wasn't a complete team and so they couldn't complete the storyline so to speak and you know have a true successful season to get over the hump and win a championship or you know whatever it was and so that was for the longest time now it's a little bit different but now it is flip-flopped because now it's the cowboys so now i mean 
Since 1995? Yes, you've gone. Well, that's when the Braves... <laughs> exactly. That was a good year for us. Braves won the World Series. Cowboys won the Super Bowl. I mean, that's a long time yes. just to be in this, what I call, field of meteorocracy. Yeah. You know, that is just 8-8, eight and 9-7. Eight, and seven. Oh, maybe 11-5 one year and then get knocked out of the first <laughs> round in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, those type of things that seem to be happening with the Cowboys right now. So it's a little bit of that. But I think part of it, too, now, I'm almost... I've got so many calluses to it. Yes. It doesn't affect me as much. It, it really doesn't. That's weird because the calluses that I have with the Braves make it affect me more. And yeah. you would think I would be beaten down. Yeah. You'd be and I don't, I don't have it. expectations. Like my expectations this year, I'm like, great season if we win the division, check. So you make the playoffs, check. Just win a playoff series. Just get that monkey off of your back so I don't have to think about the streak for another year and be bitter about it. That's literally as high as my expectations are this year. And it was ass to watch that game today. Well, it had to be because, again, it's agonizing. The game started at noon. Yes. <laughs> and what time was it over? It ended at like 4.52. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Almost 5 o'clock. I'm yes. like, this is, again, I mean, now, playoff baseball is obviously different, and I do at least like the aspect of the playoff format this season with the 16 teams and obviously the first round with the best of uh, three. At least it's series. not the one-game wild-card playoff elimination game, which I hate. So I agree. Yeah. I, like the, I like the setup this year. Well, but see, I, I like the sense of urgency, so I'm okay actually even with the one game you know, type of setup because it's that sense of urgency, and I think baseball needs that. So at least it is the best of three instead of the best of five. Yeah, uh, you know, in this first round, uh, I think that adds to it. And I, I would suspect that I, I'd love to know the statistics. The team that wins the first game of a best of three, it's got to be a high probability that they go so. on to win the series. Yeah. Uh, so that puts the Braves in a real good position, and obviously getting through Trevor Bauer. You know, mm-hmm. getting rid of him you know i mean that guy's probably uh, if he's not going to win the cy young he's he'll be very close year, you know in voting yeah. uh to get through him I, I don't know if cincinnati has anybody else that's even remotely close in caliber that especially this time of the season but can the braves do the same thing you know yeah. on can they repeat their pitching performance uh but also cincinnati they had their opportunities and they made a lot of running errors yes some base running mis- mistakes base running mistakes were, were very key obviously you know to this game that it was you know uh, scoreless going into the extra innings i wish if you go into extra innings just go to home run derby Really? Yes. <laughs> well, you know, during the regular season. Talking about season, excitement. Well, during the regular season, you would start with a runner on second base. Yeah. And I thought that was the case. And I did not like that. Even though the Braves were very successful with it during the regular season. I think they won three or four of their extra inning games when they did that. Um, so I was pleased to know that they did not have they that not. today. But uh, the game would have been over quicker. And uh, the agony would have been over quicker. And again, it was, it was part celebration, part just like relief. <laughs> of course. When the game was over today. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping... The Braves can win tomorrow. The Braves can win Friday. That'll be game two and game three in advance. I'm hoping that that anxiety just drops for me because at that point, I feel like it's house money for the Braves. I'm like, you finally won your series. You're probably not going to be favored going forward, although the Marlins beat the Cubs today. You could end up playing the Marlins, which would be just a gift wrap to the next round. But I'm hoping that uh, you know getting rid of that will, uh, will make things a little bit better. Yeah. So and shall, it was good to see. A star make a play like Freddie Freeman. Yes, that he MVP know, Freddie Freeman. I think yes, it'll be the MVP this year. Exactly. Yeah. So it, I I do like that aspect that it was you know a guy came and delivered in the pressure moment. Yep.
Absolutely. So, hey, if you want to jump in with us again, it's 654-7627, 864-654-7627. We're going to shift the focus now over to the Clemson Tigers. We'll also have Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk joining us uh, in the next segment. So it was a uh, weekend off for Clemson. Uh, The players got a couple of days off. Uh, The COVID testing was very I was going to say it was positive COVID testing, but it was good COVID testing, meaning no positives. <laughs> yeah. uh, be and, careful how you phrase that. Yes, that seems to be heading down uh, the happy path. Uh, Virginia took care of business against Duke. Duke turned the ball over, I believe, seven times last weekend. So it was really kind of hard to tell on Virginia. I think their defense is pretty good or maybe even as good or even a little better than last year's defense. I don't think they've got a great offense. Uh, blowout city for the Tigers this weekend. Is that kind of where you're feeling? I, I think it's going to be right around around that where the line is you know, mm-hmm. 27 and a half 28 points i could see a, a 38 to 10 uh somewhere around that you know 42 to 17 uh somewhere close to that number i think yeah i uh i think so as well i think is uh, what we might be looking at um on that so it'll be interesting to watch uh you know Davos had his press conference this week we've been hearing from some of the different players it's uh it's hard also not to look ahead because the miami hurricanes just you know blew florida state off the field florida state i think is a terrible team but miami is got the week off they've got two weeks to prepare for clemson so i know with me you know i'm looking now and i'm thinking about virginia but i'm really also kind of thinking about miami right now also are you doing the same thing and and hopefully the players are not well uh, well, as fans we definitely are because Mm -hmm. it's the canes and is this a situation where is miami on their way back to being the miami that we knew years ago uh, again the Canes, as they lovingly refer to themselves. And so you definitely, and, and also I think there's an aspect, because Clemson has had two games where was blowouts. And yep. is there a competitive game on the schedule? And initially, at the beginning of the season, I felt for sure that there was going to be a competitive game against the Florida team, but it was going to be Florida State. Yes. Because it was going to be at Florida State. Mm-hmm. Now, again, granted, it's, you know, no fans are very limited. You know, you knew that going into it. But still, it's on the road. It's Florida State. They've got talent. Uh, and I think Mike Norvell is a good coach. And I think you give him time, and I think he can build something there. Uh, uh, but I was surprised how Miami has been able to really come together because I, I didn't necessarily feel that way coming into the season. But with Derek King at quarterback and knowing that their defense, they've got some talent they on do. defense, mm-hmm. right? And it's it, it seems to be coming together. Uh, now, again... It was Florida State that they played. Yes. <laughs> you know, Mike Norvell was not on the sidelines because he was quarantined because of positive COVID tests. So there's a lot of dynamics that it's hard to judge that game and really how good Miami is, other than the fact that the eyeball test will tell you they've got some talent yep. you know, on their team. So I am looking forward to it. Now, on the Virginia side, I think there's the aspect of they might not have as much talent as Miami does, but I think they're a well-disciplined coach team, and it will be a test for the Tigers. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a Wake Forest type of situation at the beginning, but I think it will by the end of the game. Yeah, I think so as well. And uh, that Virginia team is really big, man. And they got big linemen. Their running backs are big. Their wide receivers. They've got a lot of size to them. I mean, obviously, Clemson, what was it, 62-17 to 17 in the ACC championship game. I think Clemson is probably just as good as last year, and I question whether Virginia is as good. So uh, I see Mike jumping in here on the Facebook comments. Clemson 48-21. to 21. You were saying 42-17. I'm probably in the same ballpark. I haven't really thought about a predicted final yet, but uh, a bunch for 
for Clemson and probably not a lot for Virginia. And maybe they, uh, you know, start tuning up for, for Miami again. Yeah. Well, I'm looking ahead. I, I'm I having know a hard time are, doing it. But I guarantee I'm having a hard time looking, not looking ahead right now. I guarantee you I know who's not looking ahead. Dabo. Dabo and the rest of the team. Yeah. They are so laser focused on the task at hand. And I'm not saying that because I'm an insider or anything. I just have seen over the years. And then, you know, we have talked to former players and current players. And undoubtedly, that's one of the things that they harp on, don't they? Yeah. That, I mean, it, it is. It's all about. Doesn't matter who you're playing. Doesn't matter. Yep. And we're focused on this. And then when that chapter is closed, we'll turn the page and start, you know, preparing for the next team. But until then, it is game on for that particular game, that team, that opponent, that weekend. Yep. We'll treat the Citadel game just like we'll treat the Notre Dame game that we play later this year and uh, handle things that way. So it'll be interesting. We're going to talk a lot more uh, about that in the next segment. We'll have Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk calling us um, and jumping in on that. And it seems like it's it feels like a month since Clemson played a football game. Exactly. This is not, and I, I'm yes. just chalking it all up to 2020. It was a crazy weekend of football. You had that dadgum debate last night, which we're definitely not going to talk about <laughs> uh, on here. But it seems like they haven't played in a month. And it was really nice last weekend. I'm, I'm guessing you did the same because I know we texted some. But it was nice to just kind of be able to sit down. I soaked up a lot of college football because doubt. with everything that we do on game days, on radio and uh, things like that, it's hard time a lot to be able to see all the other teams out there. So I got to peek at a bunch of teams, and there's a lot of football teams that people are telling you that are good that are not good. Correct. That's my opinion. I did not see a lot of greatness on Saturday. Uh, agreed 100% that it was nice sitting on the couch and just having a remote in my hand and mm-hmm. being able to flip between different games and even if I needed to pull up something on my phone, yep. uh, laptop, whatever it was. So it was great to catch your breath. But it does seem like even last weekend, that seems like a month ago to yes, me. <laughs> it does. I'm just like, good grief. It's 2020, man. It is 2020. It's a, di- a different time, uh, different clock, uh, I should say. But it was also good, I, I think, that the SEC was playing because it felt like, okay, now we're getting a semblance of college football is truly coming back. Yes. Not to say that the SEC is you know all of everything. And I know that people want to tout the SEC as the, the true conference of college football. But it did seem at least, okay, now we're really starting the season with these teams playing now. Yeah, it's good. I, I print out the uh, college football schedule every week. And I take a little screenshot of it, and I put it on you know, some of my prep stuff here if you're looking on Facebook. And it was really sad with the first couple of weeks because <laughs> exactly. it was like 14 games. And I'm like, okay, this is a good. It barely fit on the page now, so that's okay. good. And then we've got the other conferences coming behind it. So soon that'll be going over into two pages, and, uh, and that'll be good stuff. All right, uh, hey, let's take a break. Coming up after the break, love talking to this guy. Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk uh, from down in the Midlands will be calling us uh, to take a peek a little bit more. Uh, We'll go into a little bit more detail, I guess, about the Virginia game this weekend. Also want to pick his brain about some of the other ACC teams this year. We'll be back right after this. This is the Mark Childress Show.
Have you searched all over for your family's vehicle and can't find it on the lot? With the largest selection of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan of Anderson is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Proudly serving the upstate, Granger Nissan of Anderson is a proud partner of the Clemson Tigers and home with a lifetime powertrain warranty on all new vehicles. Conveniently located at 3510 Clemson Boulevard in Anderson and only 25 miles from Greenville and online at GrangerNissanofAnderson.com. With tons of delicious nachos loaded with your favorite toppings, Taco Bell's Nachos Party Pack always brings the fun. Game day is now. Game day with nachos. Turn that monthly book club into a monthly book club with nachos. Or watching reality shows with your roommates could be reality shows with roommates with nachos. So gather your crew and enjoy Taco Bell's Nachos Party Pack at participating U.S. locations for a limited time. Winning season returns at MyBookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means Survivor, Super Contest, and Squares. At MyBookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice! It's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code WCCP and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at MyBookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Use promo code WCCP and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today, only at MyBookie. William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones. Like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers and Anderson and online at ScoresDiamondJewelers.com, and I want to be your jeweler. 20 years ago, I was asked to bake a pound cake, and people loved it. Today, the Pound Cake Man is over 50 flavors of pound cake in a brand new bakery on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson. We offer whole cakes, slices, and cupcakes with different flavors every week that still start with my grandmother's basic pound cake recipe. So the next time you need a cake for a dinner, cupcakes for a party, or just a slice to get through the day with free delivery in the Clemson area, come by or contact the Pound Cake Man. Visit our website at lbcakes.com. The Pound Cake Man, just delicious. 
Sockham Dog Brewing and Gastro Pub is Oconee's newest full-service restaurant with a view. Named after the Sockham Dog Rapids on the Chattooga River, Sockham Dog infuses great food with local brews and killer views. Take advantage of their full patio, inside seating and bar seating, while following state guidelines to keep you safe Tuesday through Sunday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Pair their signature craft beers with their mouth-watering burgers, wings, and flatbreads at Sockham Dog, located on 1308 Falcons Drive in Wahala, or visit their Facebook page for events. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back into the Mark Childress Show every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 here on The Roar. And hey, if you're listening in your car, on an internet browser, on the Roar app. I love the Roar app. That's where I listen to uh, the Roar most of the time. Uh, you can jump on over to the Roar's Facebook page or the Mark Childress Show Facebook page. We are live in the Prong Studios in Greenville, South Carolina, where we simulcast the show. So you can hang out with us on Facebook if you prefer watching over just listening. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. Let's go to the Northland Communication phone lines right now from Clemson Sports Talk. My good buddy Lawton Swan. Lawton, man, how's your day going? Man, I'm doing good, Mark. Hope you guys are too. Yeah, doing great. It's always uh, great to talk to you. Uh, Lawton, before we talk about Virginia, I was chatting with uh, Richmond over the break. Uh, who would your top five uh, teams in college football be right now? Because I've got Clemson and Alabama at the top, and I'm guessing we'd all agree on that. Are you ranking Florida in your top five? Are you ranking Miami in your top five? Who are the, the next couple of teams that you like so far? And you can't put Ohio State in there yet because they haven't played. That's what I was going to ask you. I mean, where are the qualifiers? (laughs) My qualifiers. No Big Ten. This is teams that are playing right now and have played. How would you rank your top couple of teams right now in college football? Yeah, you know, I think Clemson's still been the clear-cut best team in the country, and and we don't have a huge sample size, but there's just a belief that from a depth of talent perspective, it's them and Alabama, and that one-two combination uh, has been pretty clear for me. I would have easily put Georgia in, except I saw that first half against Arkansas, and it, it wasn't stellar, you know, 7-5 to five at the break and really just mustering two points for the majority of that first half. So it really becomes sort of a toss-up at that point, and if you're only going to allow the teams that have played, you know, Florida was impressive offensively with 51 points, but they gave up 35. I'd have to go there, and, you know, and then I, I think outside of that, man, it is a toss-up for me, and maybe it comes down to what takes place this weekend with Georgia and Auburn as to who I think is maybe the fourth best team in the country. I, You know, I've had people reach and say maybe it's Mississippi State given 632 yards passing and everything they <laughs> did against LSU. I don't, I don't buy into that. But I think that, you know, right now at this point, that force spots up for grabs and maybe this weekend we'll get some clarity on it. Yeah, hanging out with Lawton Swan from uh, Clemson Sports Talk. Lawton, I was also saying uh, in the last segment, man, it seems like forever since Clemson played a football game. I think it's just 2020 and the days just dragging out and all, uh, you know, swarming together or whatever. Uh, What are your thoughts on Virginia this weekend? Because personally, I am having trouble not looking two weeks down the road at Miami. I'm thinking about them already. Hopefully the team is not uh, thinking about Miami already. Yeah, we can get a little uh, googly-eyed in this era just to get out on the field. And Miami's got a big name, so that also helps whether, you know, you thought they were going to be any good or not. I, I, I'll, just, I'll just say this. I got a little bit fortunate that Miami and Manny Diaz have come out to a 3-0 start because while I, I think I told you guys I thought they would be outside of Notre Dame, Clemson's biggest threat this year, uh, they've sort of built that storyline because they've got a bye week and they'll come in undefeated next week. 
As for Virginia, and I asked Abu Sweeney this earlier today, you, you know, they've got a kid out of uh, the lower part of the state down uh, in the Dorchester County area, a, a young man, um, last name Davis, who's a six seven wide receiver. Sweeney was asked about him earlier this week, but they also can leverage, and that's a freshman, they can also leverage an upperclassman who's a six seven tight end against this Clemson Tiger secondary who doesn't have anybody taller than 6'2 right now. Talked with Coach Sweeney about it. He said, look, we got to win at the line of scrimmage. And typically when you're talking about that, guys, you're talking about in the trenches. But he's really talking about uh, the ability to not allow free releases for these, you know, for that big wide receiver and also the tight end. they got to win there so that they don't get into a matchup where you're worried about rangy length and things that you can't really do much about in the secondary uh, if you're just a smaller guy. But Sweeney made a great point. He said, look, he said, I've seen guys like Hunter Renfro who are small that play big, and I've seen guys that are six foot five that play like they're five foot ten. So it's a great point he made, but I think it's something to keep your eyeballs on. Yeah, it feels more like a Clemson-Virginia basketball game. We're talking about that kind of height at 6'7 and things like that. So definitely something uh, worth keeping our eye on as we continue on with Lawton Swan from uh, Clemson Sports Talk. So Lawton, uh, when Dabo talked earlier this week, uh, he described, I guess, the Clemson-Virginia game last year. It felt like the way he described it, it was a 35-34 nail-biter that went down to the wire, talking about how Clemson struggled on first and second down. They couldn't get off the field on third down on defense. It was an absolute blowout of Virginia last year. What can you take from that ball game last year and kind of apply it to what you think we might see on Saturday night? You know, it, it's it's so weird because this is where Coach Sweeney's kind of become masterful. You know, spinning a sixty-two seventeen victory into a nail biter. It's kind of it's kind of weird. But for, for Virginia, what's really crazy, and, and you know, a lot of people may not realize this, but for Virginia, they played that game. They played in the Orange Bowl. They played this past weekend, and they're playing Clemson again. You talk about a quick turnaround to play one of the top teams in college football. I think Clemson was maybe number three in the poll at the time they matched up with them uh, in that ACC championship. But, you know, I think from Clemson's standpoint, the, the biggest thing will be there is a bit of a familiarity uh, to Bronco Mendenhall's team and their schemes and what they want to do. But, you know, from that, on the conversely, you've kind of got that same deal. Uh, for Virginia, they kind of know what Clemson wants to do, and not a lot's changed for the Tigers, especially offensively. So, you know, I, I think it's a positive matchup for Clemson. I, I don't mean to be dismissive of the Virginia Cavaliers. My nephews were born in Charlottesville, in the Commonwealth, if you will. But yeah, I think that what you saw in that ACC championship, I don't think Clemson will rack up 62 points on the board. But far be it for me to believe that Clemson couldn't do it uh, on Saturday if they really wanted to. And we're continuing with Lawton Swan, Clemson Sports Talk. And Lawton, one of the things that I've also heard Dabo talk about after both games, at least for the first group, is the theme of him saying they played clean. It seemed efficient. You know, they didn't have a lot of mistakes, at least for the first group. So is there a concern, though, from your standpoint, uh, once you get past that first group in terms of can the Tigers have that type of depth to play clean that Dabo is talking about? You know, Richmond, I, I think they'll be fine, and and here's why. The, the odds, now look, in, in the COVID-19 era, yeah, you could see maybe a position group take a hit of three guys or something, and, and you really have to get into your depth. But I think individually, a man here, a man there, I think Clemson would be fine. And, and so, you know, the, the concerns about the second team, when Clemson's run pretty much everybody out there uh, on the second team and, and the third team and not being able to score against Wake Forest or – the Citadel is, is something that, that, yeah, that you could bring that up. But, you know, when they've got Trevor Lawrence at quarterback and they've got 
whomever at wide receiver. It really doesn't matter. I think they're going to be okay. Maybe the one piece in this that would really concern me from the standpoint of Clemson's ability to score is Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, he was asked about, you know, is there any added stress from the COVID-19 testing that these guys are going through three times a week and, you know, right there on Friday, right before game day. He said, yeah, that adds something to it because you just don't know. And that's the thing is you just don't know. So he would be the main piece for me. If you said what concerns you the most about Clemson uh, from a depth standpoint is if something happens to him. I like DJ Uyunglele. Tyson Pumachan has been limited this year in terms of, you know, really anything where somebody would buy in and say, yep, that's, you know, that's the guy that's really challenging DJ at this point. But minus Trevor Lawrence, I think, is where you run into concerns offensively for the Tigers. Continuing on with Lawton Swan from uh, Clemson Sports Talk at Clemson Sports on Twitter. He's a great follow. He's always breaking news, giving you the latest information, especially when the press conferences are going on. So I like uh, I like the follow there. So back in 2017, the last time Clemson played Citadel, it was a really a breakout game for T. Higgins, right? He had a uh, circus catch in the end zone, and then he had uh, that long touchdown catch down the sidelines where he kind of bobbled it and tippy-toed the sidelines and went down for the score. I, it really felt like we were seeing a similar breakout from Frank Ladson last weekend, him getting in the end zone a couple of times and uh, really getting going for the Tigers. Are you starting to get the same vibes from him that uh, you were getting from an, a young T. Higgins? Yeah, a, a little bit. You know, we kind of re- we ran a story on that today, as a matter of fact, about him sort of becoming poised to be that top target uh, for Trevor Lawrence this year, and, and I'd be lying to you if I didn't think that it would have been Joseph Ngata, but Ngata's been a little bit hobbled, and I, I think we saw some of what Frank Ladson can bring to the table this past weekend. I mean, the strength that he had on his first touchdown catch to really pull that thing in with his hands and, and really his fingertips alone was pretty impressive and, and really kind of reminded me uh, maybe of, of Mike Williams just from what we saw in that play individually. But I, I do think that there's a continuity between those two guys and a year in the system. And, and Clemson, as well, is playing with a better tempo this year. And I don't know if you can attribute that to the fact that you've just got Tony Elliott calling things uh, and and Jeff Scott's not there and if that was something that Jeff Scott was maybe a little bit more cerebral about saying hey let's slow things down but I think that tempo has also helped Clemson's offensive efficiency and what we've seen from Trevor Lawrence this year and he's really been stellar in the limited amount of action that we've gotten to see him. Yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in agreement on that. And uh, efficiency, I think, really, and Richmond mentioned it a little bit earlier, across the board, and I know the second team, a, a couple of hiccups, I guess, against Wake Forest, which is what really bothered everybody with some of the late TDs. But Lawton, the offenses look great. The defenses look great. And most importantly to me, really, because it's not something that's been a huge standout for Clemson in the past few years, the kicking game and special teams has been fantastic so far. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think so, and and I think this goes back to how fortunate Clemson was that they haven't had players opt out. I think there's a collective, you know, the stuff that's staying on the field, unity and equality, but, but really going back to what Dabo Sweeney told us about the fact that while all of these guys don't have the same opinions on things in the world, uh, they've come together, and they can have conversations without being divisive. And I think that family unit that Clemson builds and people talk about and why Clemson's special, so many players when they arrive, I think you see that developing the fact that nobody left because the number one team in the country, they got everything to play for. And then that's just carried over to a camaraderie and where these guys, whether you're talking about the defensive line, whether you're talking about special teams, I mean, it really doesn't matter. These guys are all pushing each other 
you know, to be great. It's what every business wants. It's the reason that Apple and other companies have been so successful in the way they've, you know, the way they've built their, 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 you know, their businesses. And Davo Sweeney has turned that into the ultimate college football program. Can, you know, do, do you want to challenge Alabama and, and all of the, the championships and everything that Nick Saban's had at this point if you're Clemson? You can't really because they've had a lot more. But if you said who's the company that you want to work for, you know, where are all the, you know, the, the hot commodity college kids wanting to go, they want to go play for Dabo Sweeney and Clemson because it's the cool program that's doing things the right way and winning on the field. Yeah, Lawton, that's really well put. Uh, I like the way that you wrap that up. So, hey, Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. Before you get out of here, uh, what kind of content can we expect from you as we're all getting ready for the Clemson-Virginia game this weekend? Man, it is a loaded week for us. But, you know, I think one of the things we've learned this past weekend watching it all is that not having your home fans has been tough. And it's been tough for everybody, whether, you know, that's LSU, whether that's Oklahoma, whether that's even Kansas State when they're playing Arkansas State. So, you know, that's something that we've really got on the docket moving forward. And some comments from Brent Venables just about what it's like and what this team has learned this past week seeing those things. I think Clemson being off was to their advantage this weekend because that shock to the system that we all had seeing two teams in the top, the top six go down, that resonated with Clemson. Yeah, I am in agreement on that. That uh, could be a wake-up call and uh, might be a really good thing for them going forward. Lawton Swan for Clemson Sports Talk. Lawton, always a kick talking to you, man. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us this evening. Man, y'all keep up the great work. Always appreciate it. Will do. Awesome. Thanks, Lawton. Lawton Swan at Clemson Sports on Twitter. He's a fantastic follower there. I really like where he was going, and you and I have been talking about this. Uh, I don't want to say on a weekly basis on here, but I like his comparison to the cool company to work for, right? Is it the Apple or the Google or I'll even say the Microsoft? Uh, you know, <laughs> cool place to be able to work uh, these days. Uh, Clemson is doing it in a different way. They seem to be having a lot of fun, and it's the leadership of Dabo Sweeney. Oh, without a doubt, and I know I say that a lot without a doubt when I talk about Dabo Sweeney, but it is so true. It's even more so of not just the cool place, but it's the culture Mm -hmm. that is so inviting, and there's this theme of love that just seems to surround the whole football team, and that doesn't mean there's not situations where you're getting coached up and it's tough. Yep. You know, love doesn't mean everything's easy. And I think that's the big thing that Dabo preaches is that, hey, we're going to love you up. We're going to coach you up. But it doesn't mean you don't have responsibilities and you've got to live up to some of these responsibilities to be part of this program. Yep. And he sets the tone and guys buy into it. Uh, they want some of that structure. They want some of that leadership. And uh, I actually was having a conversation with uh, uh, a player just recently, and he was talking about what he's learning right now is not just about winning on the football field, but he takes copious notes just because Coach Sweeney is always just giving life advice. And I think that's another big aspect of the whole program is that these guys are going to be prepared for bigger and better things, even off the football field. Right. And I'm you know, again, I don't want to try to compare other programs because I don't know, but it just seems that Dabo is doing something a little bit different that creates this gravitational pull for all these players to be really all in, as Dabo would say. Yeah, no, uh, no doubt. It very well said.
Well, today's a big day. It's the last day of September, which makes it important. It's the last day of the quarter. So if you're a sales guy, oh, yeah, third quarter, day job over. like you and me, <laughs> this is my first quarter because our fiscal year is weird where uh, where I work. Uh, it's big because you're ending one quarter and starting another quarter. But it's also a birthday for a very special person in my life. It is Carter Lewis, my niece, turns 11 years old today. One of the greatest girls around, um, fantastic dancer. Uh, the only thing I'll call Carter out on is she has not been over at my house enough recently. I mean, oh. she's getting back in school and doing all these things, so I don't get to see Carter as much as I usually do. I know she's out with the family tonight uh, having a big time celebrating her birthday. Happy birthday to you, 11th birthday. Yes, happy birthday. Carter Lewis. Hope to see you soon. All right, hey, yeah, coming up after the break, uh, more college football talk. Did you know? that there has been a consideration of an eight-team playoff for this year. An interesting article that I read today that you guys will want to hear about. We'll talk about that after the break. This is the Mark Childress Show. Welcome back to Ask the Doc from the Rug Doctor Institute of Clean. Next caller. Hey, Doc. This is Molly. What's up, Molly? We just got back from vacation and our house is smelly. Hmm. When's the last time you cleaned the biggest air filter in your home? The AC filter? Nope. Your carpet. Think about it. Those fibers are constantly trapping dirt, dust, pet odors, allergens, and pecking them down too deep for your vacuum to reach. Yuck. I know. Gross doesn't take vacations. What should I do? Rent our Rug Doctor Pro Deep Cleaner. It gives your carpet a deep wash, then extracts all the filth with powerful pro-grade suction. Your whole house will smell fresh again. So my carpet's an air filter. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Here at Rug Doctor, we're not just deep cleaners. We're deep thinkers. Thanks, Doc. Rent a Rug Doctor today for just $34.99. Check RugDoctor.com to find one of 36,000 rental locations. Rug Doctor today for a cleaner tomorrow. You've heard talk about Harbin Lumber's strong customer service and elite customer support. They know that time is make or break for you contractors and handymen. Harbin Lumber will walk you through the project from start to finish, providing your order in full and on time. Harbin Lumber will partner with you and find solutions that will not create costly issues and problems later. Call today at 353-5053. That's 353-5053. Harbin Lumber Company. All they need is an opportunity. They will earn the rest. This is an actual customer Google review about George Coleman Ford. Rusty writes, I would highly recommend anyone thinking about purchasing a vehicle to stop in at George Coleman Ford before they make a final decision. After talking with several dealers, my wife and I stopped there. The entire staff was very friendly. Our sales associate went above and beyond to get me a better deal. Ended up with a better truck for less money. Overall, a very good experience. It's simple, my friends. Buy from George Coleman Ford. You'll thank me later. Hurricane season is upon us, and winter weather is just around the corner. Don't let bad weather leave you in the dark. Be prepared with a Generac Automatic Home Hole Standby Power Solution from Carolina Generators, your local Generac Power Pro Premier dealer. Ready to serve you. Give Carolina Generators a call at 864-232-5684 or visit online at carolinagenerators.com to schedule your free in-home Power Pro assessment. Tell them Mickey from 1055 sent you. 
Sockham Dog Brewing and Gastropub is Oconee's newest full-service restaurant with a view. Named after the Sockham Dog Rapids on the Chattooga River, Sockham Dog infuses great food with local brews and killer views. Take advantage of their full patio, inside seating and bar seating, while following state guidelines to keep you safe Tuesday through Sunday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Pair their signature craft beers with their mouth-watering burgers, wings, and flatbreads at Sockham Dog, located on 1308 Falcons Drive in Wahala, or visit their Facebook page for events. Dougal Funeral Services introduces a new local event venue, the Pendleton Center, opening this fall. Right here in Pendleton on Mechanic Street, it's perfect for funerals, reunions, or meetings. McDougal's experts help you customize your event layout. There's a full kitchen for food and catering, plus audio and video equipment for live streaming and presentations. Now, Pendleton, Townville, Sandy Spring, and surrounding areas have a gathering place that's closer to home. The Pendleton Center from McDougal Funeral Services. Circumstances continue to drive uncertainties for families in our communities. One constant you can consider is the funding available for your student to attend college. Thanks to the South Carolina Workforce Industry Needs Scholarship, Tri-County students majoring in critical workforce areas like healthcare, manufacturing, computers, criminal justice, or early childhood may be eligible for a scholarship that pays $100 per credit hour. Learn more at TCTC. And now back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 1055 The Roar. Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show, episode number 55 of the Mark Childress Show. This is in uh, season two here. What do you think of 55? Do you think of Sammy Hagar? Oh, can't drive. I can't 55? drive. Fifty-five. Yeah. We should have pulled that uh, pulled that song for tonight. We're dating ourselves. Many are curious as to what we're talking about. Uh, hey, we'll continue uh, with the Clemson talk, college football talk, NFL as well. At the top of the hour, we got a good friend of ours, Tyler Butler, coming by. Uh, Going to go deep on the Dallas Cowboys struggles this season. Here we go. Struggles. Richmond, Richmond loves Dallas. Tyler loves Dallas. I love Washington. That'll be uh, the first place. Washington Redskins. Ah, I uh, you did it. it. Washington football team is my goal to not say Redskins today. I just did. It's it. over. I can't. I mean, we've called them that for I won't say how many years I've been alive, but when you've called them that for so long, it's hard to yes, hard to stop calling them that. Washington football team. Well, I was searching for the game uh, in the Direct TV guide or whatever over the weekend. I'm like, where's the Redskins game? It said football <laughs> it said team it again. It, I know. I'm. Uh, this so it's was, over. My now. mind was saying, yeah, it's over okay. now. You know, it said football team versus I, I couldn't. I was looking for Redskins because it says the bad. It said football team. That's why I couldn't find them. All right, hey, I saw this article today. Heather Dennich uh, put this out there. ESPN senior writer, Pac-12 commissioner Larry Scott suggested expanding the college football playoff from four to eight teams for just this season. But the college football playoff management committee did not approve the idea during Wednesday's meeting. That's what CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock told ESPN. Actually, the commissioners review the format every year. So this is a part of the standard review early in the season. Do we want to stick with four teams? It's really the first time it's come out publicly that they do it this way. And also it came out, obviously, that Larry Scott from the Pac-12 was pitching them on doing it this year. Where do you stand on playoff expansion? I know we're going to get it eventually. Do you wish that we had it now? Yeah, I wouldn't mind it now. 
Now, I, I don't know if this is the season to do it, and I talked about previously if anything. It's so it's let's get weird. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to get weird. Go ahead and do it this season. Baseball at least made some changes, mm-hmm. and you know, and expand, football, and NFL added some right. playoff Adding teams some this year too. Um, but with college football, I think right now it's just so. It seems for me, for whatever reason, it still just seems up in the air. That are we actually going to be able to That's finish true. the season? Uh, and there's so many dynamics that are still going into it. And with the Pac-12 coming in, you know, a seven-game schedule, you know, how is that all going to factor into being eligible to be in the college yeah. football playoff? You know, all of that. Uh, and, and so I can see why he would want to expand because then that would obviously give an opportunity for Pac-12 teams to be in there. Uh, That's but probably I, the only way they're getting in. Oh, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I, I definitely think so. Uh, and, and I think there's also that is there enough time to really expand right now? I mean, you're, you've already started the season, and then you'd come out and say – all right, yes, we're going to expand to eight teams in the playoffs Agreed. You know, for this season. Where the other, at least they made the determination, you know, for football and, I mean, you know, for the NFL and for MLB, they had it before the season started. They made the determination what they were going to do for the playoffs. I think you're already in it now. So can you change when the season's already started? Yeah. I uh, it would be very uh, difficult and complicated to be able to do it that yeah. way. Um, I am going to disagree with you, and if you're a Clemson fan, we should also disagree with you. Any Clemson fans should disagree with you because a four-team playoff is working for Clemson really well. And if you go to eight teams, that's one more game that the Tigers would have to play in their effort to try to win the national championship. So right now, with Clemson making it in there every year, having the success that they're having, right? Two national championships, less teams in the playoffs means better chance for you to win it. Yeah, but that gonna, alone is reason to keep it at four. No, if you're a Clemson fan, they're going to reduce a regular season game though to add another potential playoff game though. So you know that. So they're they're no. Yeah, they, yes, they will. Yes, they you will. You think so? I think so. You think they would take one away? I think they would take one away because I think they would uh, look at it. To, they would rather... So go back to an 11-game season for everyone. Yes. And then three playoff games instead of two. I mean, obviously, if you were to win, if you you'd have to, to win. win them. That's right. Interesting. Yes. That's what I feel would be the uh, solution. I still think in that. that scenario, you want less teams in the playoffs, right? I mean, if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan... And 16 teams make the playoffs. Your chances of winning those playoffs are less than if there are only eight teams in the playoffs because you have to play less <laughs> games to get to the end. Yes, that's statistically what that is correct. That is yeah. why you should want to keep the playoffs at four right now if you're a Clemson fan. Yeah, I, I would like the expansion to happen. Okay. I just think it's better for college football. And I, I think the momentum is already happening. That mm-hmm. it, Eventually, it will happen. The dollars are going to be too big for Bill oh, Hancock yeah. to turn down. And what's interesting, you talk about how he mentioned that they review it each year. So I had I was fortunate to have Bill Hancock on Rich Take on Sports yes. podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, went out to Dallas and got to sit down with him in the college football playoff offices, which is absolutely nice. fantastic. And we talked about that. And they do. I mean, that, that that's a big conversation that they have and for right now he felt and this was you know a year ago and it was we're very happy with the four team I mean he's very politically correct yes. <laughs> you know and and but it was they're very happy with it but they were always 
be open to conversations. Uh, mm-hmm. And he mentioned, you know, what they what you talked about that the committee does talk about that each season. I just think it's going to happen at some point, though. So last year's Clemson Ohio State game, obviously in the semifinals of the playoffs, one of the best playoff games ever. That's kind of a unicorn game, though, because there have been some fantastic national championship games. Most of Agreed. the semifinal games end up being blowouts. Yes. So if you go to eight, I just feel like now you're looking at the first weekend, there's four blowouts. And then the second weekend, maybe there's one or two more blowouts, and then you're really getting to the end. I mean, if history is a guide, right? By adding more teams, I don't think you're going to get more close games. I think you're going to get less close games. No, I, I think there's going to be an aspect that you're going to still have teams that are going to be competitive. Because when you're looking at now one versus eight, yes, that's that could be a, a big difference there. Yes. But when you're looking at you know uh, the the other closer games, uh, you know what is it three versus six, mm-hmm. and you know four versus five, those are going to be games that are going to be competitive because those teams are going to be probably razor thin in terms of how close they are. I think a four or five could be. I mean, that's a good point that I hadn't thought about it that way. A four or five would be closer than a one four. Yes. Um, has been in the past. It would be interesting. Listen, as a fan, I would love to have more. As a Clemson fan, you would want to keep the teams, you want to keep the number lower. Well, yeah. Statistically but, uh, higher chance but of again, winning the title. It's more opportunities for Clemson to win. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it, too. I mean, more games, I should say. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Hey, if you want to jump in, talk college football, NFL, uh, 864-654-7627. Okay, I've got a couple of pet peeves that I wrote down. Um, and one of them I will bring up in our next segment with you and uh, Tyler, because it's about the NFL, and it's driving me insane. You can ask Faxon, who I watch a lot of NFL with uh, the last two weekends. Okay, so it's I don't driving, know this. It's driving me nuts. No, you don't know this. I don't know this. Uh, okay. The other is uh, something that Will Muschamp did on Saturday. And it's, I see it a bunch in college football. I don't see it as much in the NFL. But if you watch the South Carolina-Tennessee game on Saturday night, it was about four minutes, four minutes and 20 seconds left in the game. And uh, South Carolina was down, what, at the Tennessee 25-yard line or so with about a fourth and seven. So they're down seven points with four minutes and change left. And they bring the field goal kicker out there. They kick a field goal. This is a big pet peeve of mine. I feel like this is a terrible decision at this point because you still have to score a touchdown if you're going to win the game. So if you're in the opponent's territory, you're controlling your own destiny, why wouldn't you go for it on fourth and seven at the opponent's 25-yard line late in the game instead of bringing your kicker out there? So now you've got to convert a kick. You've got to kick off. You've got to hold the other team, more than likely three and out, and burn some timeouts to get the ball probably back in your territory with a minute, minute 30 left and no timeouts to have to go the length of the field now to score a touchdown when you just passed on the opportunity to try to score a touchdown from the opponent's 25. Well, Does that I, make sense? It, it makes they, total sense. They do this all the time in college football, and it drives me crazy. Because I would love to know the percentages of converting a fourth and seven. They're not high. Okay, so those percentages, would they be equivalent to the percentages that you just described that all the things that they would have to do to get the ball back? But in this scenario, if you go for it and get it, then obviously you can still get the touchdown. If not, you saved all this time off the clock, potentially, and you still have the opportunity to stop the other team and get the ball back. But I I guess I'd rather, especially in today's college football, where it's all about the offense, right? It's can you stop us? 
I would bet on my offense more than I would bet on my defense. And now you're having to have like six different things go right for you to have a chance to win the game as opposed to just have one thing go right, which is pick up a fourth and seven, and you still have a chance to control your destiny and score the touchdown. I don't disagree with you, uh, but I'm just telling you what I feel that it seems like these coaches get in this conservative box yes. and they um, they almost play the law of averages rather than hey l- let's uh, let's roll the dice here now if it was fourth and two i think it probably would have been a different story when it for whatever reason once you get past fourth and five mm-hmm. it, it seems to get wacky that coaches are like no there's no way we can get it i i get it but you know i guess and especially if you're a program where south carolina is right now I guess if you're Will Muschamp, the way that I look at it, right? I mean, Will Muschamp's probably on the hot seat this year. Of course he is. So are you coaching to not be questioned after the game? Well, I kicked the field goal. I thought we could get the stop and get the ball back. And in this instance, it kind of worked because they did get the ball back. But again... They had something go wrong. That's right. You know, the, the punt uh, hitting one of the South Carolina players' legs in Tennessee overturning. I guess I feel like if I were a coach and I were on the hot seat, I would get more aggressive, not less aggressive. Am I looking at that the wrong way? No, you're like, not. Like, hey, I'm going out with a blaze of glory. I'm down here on the 25-yard line. It's fourth and seven. I'm going for it. And if I score, I'm going for two, right? I want to win this game. I'm here to win football games, not to play the law of the averages. And that's what he's been doing for however many years in South Carolina, and it ain't working. That's what a lot of coaches do, mm-hmm. play the conservative law of averages. Because uh, I think there is an aspect that they don't want to be questioned uh, in terms of, Okay, that, that was a bad decision. Well, maybe it wasn't necessarily a bad decision. Just the outcome wasn't what we had hoped for because maybe it is a correct decision to be aggressive and go after it. Sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't. Yeah. It'll be interesting. There's a high school coach out there. I need to see if I can track this guy down. And oh, I love this show. story. I know what you're you talking about. You know what I'm about. talking about? He decided I'm not going to punt anymore. Is this the one that you know? Yeah. He, I'm not going to punt anymore, and I'm going to do an onside kick every, every single, time. single time. Yes. And he turned a perennial, terrible team into one of the toughest outs that you could possibly have out there. Even now, They were talking about it, and I saw the story. I mean, they've had situations where it's fourth and 36, and yes. they're still going for it. Yep, I'm not kicking the football. <laughs> and they actually convert on some of those long fourth downs because the opposing team, they're almost like caught off guard. Yes. That, like, what? You're going for it? <laughs> and you probably go back in a prevent defense. I, I love that kind of, anybody that's doing it differently. I need to see if we can figure out uh, who that guy is. And I think I'll look that up. somewhere and see if we can track him down and get on the show. And that's kind of going back to, I guess, you know, what I was talking about is why are you being so conservative? And a pet peeve might not be the right way to put it, but as I'm watching it happening, I'm just literally like mentally screaming, what are you doing? Because now all these things have to go right. Every single one of them have to go right. And they didn't, and it did not work out. And it doesn't surprise me because you should have gone for it on fourth down. Agreed. Well, I think one aspect you can look at an example of what I felt that somebody who did it a little bit different, because I think some other coaches would have just kicked the field goal and that's Dabo Sweeney in the national championship game against Alabama. There was questions about mm-hmm. how he was managing the clock. And he rolled the dice and went for it and scored the touchdown to win the game. But there was a lot of people that questioned, 
They almost and gave it away. Would have bobbled it. And yes. The clock Why didn't they just out? kick the field goal and you know go into overtime? You're aggressive. You believe in your team and you're going for it. You're not taking the safe way out. And I think that's an important piece uh, that Will Muschamp doesn't figure out. He might not be coaching there a whole lot longer. All right. Hey, first hour in the books, man. That went flying by. We'll be back with one more hour here on the show. Tyler Butler's coming by after this. We're going to talk a lot of NFL. Can't wait to talk to him. This is the Mark Childress Show. Broadcasting live from the Priority One Security Studios, WCCP 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT, 1560 Cowpens, 97.5 Spartanburg, the Upstate's number one choice for sports. We are the Roar. When your kids start telling you to call 864-BioPure after the stomach bug has hit your house, you know you've found a family-friendly company that even your children trust. As a mom... I found peace of mind choosing to use BioPure monthly home disinfection services for all of my family's germ and allergy control needs. Their team is professional, the process is safe, and best of all, it's affordable. They have gone above and beyond to provide us with a great service. Call 864-BioPure.